Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you this week. We got a lot to cover in this episode, but before we get to it, we wanted to encourage you guys one more time to join our Capital One Bowl Mania group. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of bragging rights up to be taken in that. And maybe a special prize for the winner? Maybe. To join our Capital One Bowl Mania group, go to our Instagram bio, at loyal2royalpod, click on the link, join straight up, and you will be able to compete against the Royal Strong and True crew. Now, let's get to all the content we got. We got BYU football, BYU basketball, BYU in the pro, early signing day. We got so much, so let's get right to it, everybody. Let's boo! Go Tigers. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild. Let's Let's go, baby. Let's go. Welcome in, listeners, and thanks for joining us for another episode. We appreciate your um, listening ears that you lend us (laughs) every single time. We'll give them back. Don't worry. Yeah. It's not, Eventually. It's not permanent. We're just borrowing your listening ears. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few quick headlines around the world of sports we want to hit on. First, probably the most, I don't know if we want to call it funny, but <laughs> the one that we're least surprised by also is Urban Meyer getting fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hallelujah! I'm free! <laughs> we're free! Oh my goodness, we're free. How do you feel, Justin? you feel validated? For those of you that forget, I am a Jaguars fan. And it has been a very painful few years. We haven't been good at all in like my entire lifetime, <laughs> except for that one random year in like 2017 when we went to the AFC Championship game and oh, absolutely yeah. choked against the Patriots. And we just happened to be on our missions. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I was on my mission for That's that. That's how it works. Um... Urban Meyer is a terrible coach, had created a terrible culture, was kicking his kicker. I mean, at least he didn't punt his punter, right? He didn't punt, he didn't quarterback, he didn't quarter his quarterback or anything oh, like oh. that. You know? Thank goodness. Like Hawkeye when he snaps the coins. Yeah, exactly. Drawn and, uh, he quartered. kicked his He was terrible dancing and... <laughs> Drawn quarter his quarterback. <laughs> he was dancing in random bars. Kind of like destroying not only the team culture, but his like family culture and everything. It's time for Urban Meyer to go take a seat and realize you need to calm down, man. Midlife crisis over. Don't do it while coaching the Jaguars. <laughs> okay. I, to be completely honest, I'm a little bit sad because I love just tuning in to ESPN, to the, the, the sports news feeds. And after every Sunday, there was another Urban Meyer story. Just throughout the week, we'd get random little nuggets of this weird crap that he was doing about, like, telling his players to hustle and hydrate and, like, doing all this weird stuff. So, kind of sad to see him go. It's definitely good for Trevor Lawrence, good for the Jaguars. You find joy in my pain? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun to hear about. (laughs) 
that sums up the relationship we all have as co-hosts here on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, as a podcast, uh, Justin is a Jaguars fan, like you said. Jared is a Cleveland Browns fan. Heck yes. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. They're seven and six. Not bad. So far. That's good for us. That's probably totals their wins for the last 20 years or something. Let's not do the math on that. <laughs> That's what being a Browns <laughs> fan is like. And I'm a Washington football team fan. So Doesn't even have a mascot. We chose great franchises to root for. And we're enjoying the NFL as a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're there for each other more often than we're cheering for each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> And also, we love Zach Wilson, and we're following the Jets, too. Yep. So yep. just throw that so on there. We Adopted are fans team. of literally all the worst teams in the yeah. league. Yep. Historic worst teams. That's pretty great. Mm. Um, should we cover some more news? Let's do it. We have yes. some more bad news. This bad news comes <clears throat> from the college football world uh kenneth walker the third the heisman candidate running back for michigan state he was actually really good this year except mm-hmm. against ohio state he is opting out of the peach bowl no oh my goodness gracious i just hate opt-outs it's the worst i i technically i understand why they do it right because they want to go to the nfl you can't play in a bowl game and still go to the NFL. I know. Like, I, 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 I don't know what to say. Yeah, kids these days are getting softer and softer. <laughs> I tell you, this generation that I happen to be a part of. We got Boomer Dan over here. Um, yeah, this one is interesting for me because besides Kenneth Walker the third, what is Michigan State? Like, what is Nothing. their team? What is their brand this year? Mel Tucker's. He's everything. Yeah, <laughs> Mel, Mel Tucker's Tucker, contract. That's their entire brand. Shiny head, maybe some neck rolls. And <laughs> Mel yep. and mm-hmm. yep. Kenneth Walker the third. That's Michigan State. So that bowl basically lost all of its air. Mm-hmm. Um, Should have put BYU in. Mm-hmm. I know. I, yeah. I I hope they're glad. Right. Could have seen yeah. this coming. BYU would have been better than half the teams in the NY6, but. We're in the Independence Bowl, and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna take it in stride. Okay, you're just gonna roll with it. Let's enjoy it. Let's okay. Let's enjoy Louisiana culture. I saw an Instagram story of like a giant roasted suckling pig yep. that they were mm-hmm. eating, and some yeah. bacon wrapped alligators. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you guys gotta see that. <laughs> Woo! They're you know enjoying what? themselves. Dan, you're right. Jared quoted this like New Orleans person earlier. That was talking about Taysom Hill. It's time to stop hating the New Orleans Bowl. Or sorry, the New, the Independence Bowl. Yeah. It is time to start appreciating it for what it is. And we need to stop criticizing it for what it is not. You know, that's great. That's beautiful, Justin. But on the other hand, New Year's Six Committee, you're full of a bunch of idiots for putting <laughs> Michigan State into the mm-hmm. freaking Peach Bowl. Who do you think you are? Of course Kenneth Walker III was going to opt out. Now, what incentive do I have to watch Michigan State play a football game? None. <clears throat> Michigan State fans None. don't even have an intention to watch it, right? I know. I, I feel <sighs> like uh, Elphaba and Glinda in, in that one part in Wicked when they're like, I hope you're happy <laughs> right now. Nice, nice. Good singing by Jared. Yep, that's, that's how I feel. I hope they're happy. 
Well, let's move on to some news. What do you, whether you want to call it good or whether you want to call it uh, neutral is up to you. Hmm. What do you guys think about Lopini Katoa announcing he will be coming back for one more year? Lopini Katoa, I mean, he's been solid for us. I, he did have a few fumbles this year that kind of hurt. But he's not. he wasn't terrible either. I think with him, we kind of know what we're getting. With him, and there are a few other guys, running backs, that I kind of would like to see get more time next year if, if Tyler Algier leaves. So hopefully he doesn't take away too many snaps from guys like Jackson McGoatney Jeez. or some other prospects we have. But wouldn't be Hinkley Ropati. Yep, Hinkley Ropati. <laughs> <laughs> He'll at least be good for the locker room. I think he's a good culture guy. Kalani really likes him. So, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. My initial thoughts were a surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Yeah. Yeah. I just so, hope he doesn't fumble the ball anymore. Yeah. yeah. He literally is the reason we're not going Hold to, on to the football. football. <laughs> I'm going to push that behind us. Oh, man. I think the biggest thing, this tells me that Tyler Algier is not coming back. Right? Mm. Yeah. Because Lopini probably wouldn't come back for an extra year if he was going to play second fiddle to Tyler like he mm-hmm. did this year. Right. right. Uh-huh. And like Dan said, Lopini's been solid for us. I think the reason that he has been struggling, obviously the fumbles, but also he's getting like the second team reps. Right. And so he's, yeah. the line that he's playing with is not the same offensive line that's blocking for Tyler Algier. And I think the line has more to do with the rushing game than the, the running back does. Right. And so I feel like he's better than what we've seen this year. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, he was pretty good in, in uh, 2020. Yeah. He contributed pretty significantly to our offense. I'd like to see him do well. I'd also like to see Algier come back, but at the same time, I understand his draft stock is high right now. He's got to go. At least he's playing in the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unlike Kenneth Walker the guy. third. You little screw you. Kenneth Walker the third. More like Kenneth Walker the third, am I right? Ooh, Ooh got yeah. him. Oh, man. Yeah, if I saw Tyler Algier come back... I would definitely question his decision making <laughs> because <laughs> he has millions of dollars waiting for him. And as much as it pains me as a BYU fan to say it, I think it's time for him to go get his bag. Yes. And I hope to see him do well in the NFL. Go secure that bag. I think I would love to see him come back. But the reason that I feel like more okay with him leaving, you know, because I feel like in past years, if we had a really good running back, like that was the thing. We needed a really good running back because they were always injured. But because we have like Lopini Katoa, Hinkley Ropati, and Magotney, I feel a lot better about our running back room. We're like, all right, you go get your money. We're good here, you know? Whereas if it weren't that way, I might want him to stay. Yeah, I think we'll be able to survive. That's a good point. I guess we'll only have time to tell. Mm. Is that a Loki mm. reference? Father Time. Mm. Is that Spider-Man No Way Home reference? Are you mm. spoiling the movie? Have you Speak seen it already? I have not seen it. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah, we're recording this before it's coming out, so <laughs> you will not hear any spoilers. No spoilers possible. Absolutely not. You do not have to worry about that. You know what was spoiled, though? Ooh. Ooh. My Sunday watching the Jets and the Saints duke it out in one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. Oh. We had Taysom Hill... Taking on Zach Wilson, two BYU quarterbacks taking on each other, which was pretty fun. 
I was so excited for this. I was like, all right, let's get like a 49 to 52 game. Let's go. Both <laughs> offenses just destroying it. And it was like 9 to 6 at halftime. Yep. I was like, oh gosh, this is the worst case scenario. Yeah, this one was ugly for most of it. Um, Taysom Hill kind of pulled things away in the second half with two touchdown runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson. Mm. We talk about him for a second. If we uh, must. Must we? Let me just read off his stat line. Yeah. 19 of 42. Mm. Not a great completion percentage. For 202 yards, which is not very many yards per attempt <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no touchdowns, but no picks. It's like his first game this year Progress. with no picks. Shout out to Zach Wilson for Zach not Wilson. throwing an interception. It's baby Progressing. steps. <laughs> baby steps, right? And he did that on 42 attempts, which <laughs> actually has got to be a record for him. <laughs> yep. yeah. Let me read you one other stat line that I think you guys might find interesting. It might put Zach Wilson in a little bit of a better light in your eyes. Okay. In your guys' eyes. But we'll have to see. I'm pulling it up right now. So, our good friend, uh, long-haired wiener schnitzel. What? Mm-hmm. He threw 40 times. Trevor Lawrence. Okay, yeah. yeah. He threw 40 times. Completed 24 passes. So, it was, you know, better completion percentage. Yeah, sure. 221, so 20 more yards. About the yeah. same. Similar. But he also had four interceptions. Ooh, oh, my. My. And he had one rush yard for, or he had one rush for two yards. So, I will definitely take Zach in that situation because Zach yeah. also had 33 rushing yards. He could have had one touchdown that he slid on. He yeah, I don't another. know why he slid like that. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I, I take it as progress. He's obviously not good. But then again, this is the Jets. But I see him making baby yeah. steps, right? Here's the thing. He had a great game two games ago. He really took a step forward in the right direction. Yeah. Then he just took a step back. I was watching the game. Uh, you know, it, you couldn't access it here. So, I was, you know... Watching it very legally, you know, yes. very, very, very Justin, legally. Mm-hmm. He was there at the back. Door, yeah, you know, I was, I was there. Yeah, basically. basically. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, yeah. basically there, like you were watching, watching it, it from like the camera booth. In legal terms, he was there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway, he was missing some terrible, terrible throws. There was one where he was just throwing a little bubble screen to his Ooh, running back. That was, and ugly. he threw it straight at the ground. Oh, I saw that one. It was bad. Like. <laughs> I don't know what Zach oh, Wilson's on, like, what's up with him. Poor guy. He's, like, rushing things. I don't know if he feels scared, like, he's going to get hit. Like, when he slid, it's because he was scared of that safety. All it took was one juke move, and he was gone. He's fast enough to make that play. Yeah, we saw it mm-hmm. at, at BYU. he do it all the time. The little juke move, the little step back, and dive for the end zone. He did it 100 times last year. Yeah, so I don't know what exactly is going on with Zach. He's really struggling. I hope he does better. Of course, it's the Jets. He's made some incredible throws this season. He's just got to put it together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like Justin said, he's on the Jets. I think if Zach Wilson were on the Patriots, I think he'd be doing much better. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I like yeah. to hope Fair so. Enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> Everybody's saying Mac Jones is this incredible quarterback. No. He went to the Patriots, who had a, like a decent yeah. roster and a great head coach and like a good... Already had a great defense. Yeah. <laughs> of mm. course he's going to do better. <laughs> That is the definition of a system quarterback. Mm. Right? Oh. Jones on the Patriots. And that's all he was at Alabama, too. Yeah. System exactly. quarterback. Just a little dink and dunk to three Heisman contenders. Yeah. Okay, we're, first we, we accused Tom Brady of being a system QB, and now mm. Mac Jones. 
hot takes. You know what? I'm going to accuse the Patriots of being a system. Oh, oh, almost like that's a bad thing. Bill Belichick <laughs> is a system coach. He's a system coach. <laughs> a system that he has created, but it's still a system coach. <laughs> <laughs> he can only coach in his own system. Terrible. <laughs> so what do you say we move on and talk a little bit about the highlights of the early signing period for Brigham Young Ooh. University? Yeah, let's do it. It was an interesting day, to be sure. Uh, quick thoughts. Uh I kind of am leaning towards the thought pool, the hot dub of thoughts, where they just ruminate. Okay. Um, that the early tub. signing period is bad for college football. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. Why do you think it's bad? Because, so my main reasoning is because of the coach firings, right? We have coaches getting fired before the season's over. Yeah. Right? And it's because they want to have their coaches in before signing day. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because I don't like teams going into bowl games without head coaches, right? Yeah. Because then it makes the bowl game less important. It devalues the bowls. That's my stance on it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It's just kind of something to think about. You you do always see recruits kind of moving around after a coach gets fired before the season starts anyway. So maybe they were a little premature in their original commitment. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this recruiting class for BYU. I think it's the best one we've had in a pretty good long while. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have, as of right now, we have 15 three-stars. That's not bad. 15 three-stars that have recruited, as uh, that have committed, as well as two four-star. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's really cool for us. As for the early signing period, I do think it's kind of weird because some college admission schedules are kind of weird. Especially Stanford has really complained about this a lot, where their admissions process is later on in the year. So people don't want to sign with Stanford on the early signing period without knowing that they can get into the school in the first oh, place. Oh, that's interesting. That's so stuff point. like that is an issue. The coaching is an issue. Think about if you're Billy Napier. You just got to Florida. It's a little different for someone like Chip Kelly, right? Or sorry, Brian Kelly. Yeah, the, the one that's at LSU. But Brian Kelly at LSU. Yeah, the weird LSU. dancer in South Brian Kelly at LSU, where the guys that he was recruiting at Notre Dame are of the quality that he can recruit them over to LSU and flip them and not miss a beat. Right. The guys that Billy Napier was recruiting at University of Louisiana Lafayette are not of the same caliber of the people that we would be playing at Florida. That's very true. He cannot flip those. He, I mean, he could flip those recruits, but it wouldn't be good for Florida football. So it, it really it penalizes these coaches that are taking new jobs. And it's weird. But, you know, it, it's it's a modern college football day landscape. You have to adapt. You have to change. You have to work with it. Yeah. And that's why the transfer portal is so huge nowadays. Because what you can't get in recruits, you can't get in the portal. Yeah, that's true. Which <clears throat> is a hot topic for another day. What is the future of recruiting? Is it more mm. transfer portal or more high school? Uh, but we're going to focus on the high school signing day. Uh, so <clears throat> I worked the BYU Sports Nation special. On signing day, so I gotta go through all these guys' like huddle footage. There's some beasts out there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, Cody Hagen, he's amazing. He's so fast. He's got great hands. He's a good route runner. I see a or I I see a Moa, Ice. Yeah, I see a Moa. Lee 
Nuts. Dude's a freaking beast. He demolishes offensive linemen. Those offensive tackles that he was facing had no chance. Yeah. If he was in a one-on-one, he'd win him every time. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Dude is a monster. We got the McKenzie brothers. Their dad played running back at BYU back in, what was it, 96, 97? think so something like that he played he played for BYU football a while ago he was a great running back 1,000 yard rusher these McKenzie brothers that play DB and cornerback DB and cornerback on defense one of them recently this year on BYU's track broke the Utah State record for fastest 200 meter dash so these guys are fast these guys are athletic these guys have really good ball skills they are going to be a huge asset to our team moving forward yeah, one thing that sticks out to me about this class, and let me give you some context. In Utah, high school football, we're used to out-of-state teams like you know, Stanford, Oregon, USC, coming in and poaching our best players, Definitely. our best prospects. This year, BYU got two of the top five in-state recruits and four of the top 11. Not bad. Um, That's a step up. Number one went to Ohio State. (laughs) Number three went to UCLA. And then six and eight went to Oregon. Okay. Utah got two of the top 11. So we got twice as many of them. There we go. Which is kind of a momentum shift. Step up. I love it. And yeah, I'm excited. I think with the Big 12 and the great seasons we've been having and the Kalani extension, our recruiting has really taking a step forward and i think we'll see dividends for that in the coming years yeah and i know we saw a little bit of the uptake in recruiting this year and that was because we announced it halfway through the season right and so some of the people that were on the fence with us probably did commit to us right right i feel like once we get a full year of selling that pitch to recruits to coaches and families like hey we are now in the big 12 and doing that for a whole year i feel like that's next year's signing day, that's going to be an even bigger impact. Absolutely, because the next year, we're, we're recruiting for the class of 2023. The Which class is, that yeah. will be the inaugural First Big 12 class. class. Exactly. So they have a chance to come in and make an impact in a Power 5 conference right away. This signing period was absolutely insane. Of course, I mean, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, right? The number one recruit in the nation flipping from Florida State to Jackson State. Ooh, that was... Deion Sanders really pulling a rabbit out of the hat there. Like, he was, <laughs> man, the dude. Megatron got that huge, huge player. Now, this has been just a crazy signing period. Just because last year, you know, it wasn't as insane because there weren't visits to campus. Coaches couldn't right. visit players. It was all very mundane. This year is absolute chaos, and I am all for it. I love it. I want to see people flipping all around. I wish we would have gotten that Juco. Uh, cornerback that went Keontae to Scott. that yeah, went yeah. to Auburn instead, but hey, Would have been nice. I'm excited to see the over the next few days the more the more recruits signing with BYU because I know we have a lot more lined up. Right, and just the fact that we're in these battles, right? We're in these top twos with these big schools. It's really cool, really cool. Um, something that or someone that I want everyone to look out for. His name is Parker Kingston. Parker okay, Kingston. He is out of Roy. High school, late in Utah. His film was incredible. He played kind of like a running quarterback, like mm. he's a, like an athlete. Okay. Athlete, right? Yeah. Athlete, sure. Yeah. 
they list him as a wide receiver, but he played quarterback and wide receiver and kick returner okay. in high school. He is so fast. He is so fast and so quick and like jukey. He is going to have an impact on this team. Just watch out. He's going to be like a JJ DeLuigi kind of guy. Okay. Or like a who's that one short little wide receiver that we had a little while ago? Mitchell Jurgens. Yeah. Mitchell Jurgens. Yeah. Like a Mitchell Jurgens type guy. <laughs> nice. So watch out for Parker Kingston. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to see the incredible class that BYU is putting together on the field next year. We do got a lot of guys going on missions. Um, True. What is it? BYU. The BYU Sports Flash. I put together a graphic of all the team, all, of all the players that are going on a mission their first year. Yeah. Might want to check that out because that's always an issue with BYU. But I'm excited to see the product coming up in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that kind of makes me think. Do we have any people coming back from a mission that will oh, be there next season? True. That's a really good question. Like, what class would that be? 2020? 2019? Yeah, that would have been the class of 20... 2019. The class of 20... Because it was 2020... They'd get back. It would have been the class of 2020. Well, it, it would have been the class of 2020. But it depends on if they come back, you know, because they'll like, come back in the summer and then immediately start playing. Or mm. do you come back like red shirt a year. year or whatever? Yeah. 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 See, BYU's got these weird things. That <laughs> like other schools, you don't even have to think about it. But yeah. BYU, you really do. It's, uh, you know, our recruiting is a lot more intricate. Our, you know, we got players going out, coming in. Right. It's insane. Uh, that's one of the things I love about BYU. You always have to be on your toes because you have no clue who's going to walk through the facility door <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love how people talk about the age thing as, as if it's a, an advantage. It's not. It's if it were an advantage, not. other schools would recruit people the exactly. same age. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's that simple. <laughs> well, moving on from the signing period, what do you say we talk about? The bowl game. Ooh. <sighs> we are finally here. We're here. Bowl game is on Saturday, with it being the last BYU football game of the year. Now tell me, what are you sad to see end? What are you glad to see end? Ooh, who wants to start this one off? Dan? I'll start with the sads. I'll be sad to see Samson and Puka playing football together. Mm. That was one of my favorite things about this season, and beyond just them, their energy and their enthusiasm passion for the game. I think it impacted the whole team. Absolutely. You can see it in a lot of exciting plays and they'd like run across the field and do like a chest bump and then go flying and <laughs> it was really fun to see them play together. Um we love both of them. We're glad Samson came down and Puka also came down. Um we'll get Puka back next year, but Samson this is last season so I'll be sad to see the end of that era. Yeah. I'm going to be sad to see Tyler Algier go. And I know it's not official, <clears throat> but I will be sad to see him because it's very high likelihood that he's gone. And he's been such an amazing back. Uh, like he was good last year, but this year he's just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to be sad to see him go. Yeah, he's been one of our best running backs mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm really sad to see end is us being able to complain about not being in a Power 5. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm super incredibly glad we're going to a Power 5, <clears throat> I will miss being able to complain about it. 
Because it was something that brought us all together. Cougar Nation, yeah. we could all cry and complain together. Now, as for the team itself, I will miss seeing Tyler Algier. I will miss seeing Samson Nakua. I will miss... I don't know what's going on with Gunnar Romney, if he's going to come back or not. If he's not coming back, I will miss the three games a year that he <laughs> that contributes to the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. That That's true. We could see the end of the Romney to Romney kind of thing. Yes. You know what I'm glad to see end, though? What? I'm glad that for at least until next August, I will not have to see a Tuiaki pass defense across oh, my face that was one mine. more time. <laughs> Especially on third down. <laughs> Third and long. Third and long. Third and 15. Give up 17. Every time. <laughs> give up these long drives on defense. Oof. Oh, I'm going to be glad to see end our red zone uh, offensive play calling. Oh, true. <laughs> and A-Rod getting super cute with everything. And forgetting that he has an all-American running back. And throwing the ball four times from fourth and goal from the one. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very happy to see that go. Yep. Let's hope he watches some film over the offseason and <laughs> comes back stronger. Watching film? Our team would never. <laughs> At least the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why everyone talked about how much Zach watched films. Because <laughs> nobody else did. So he actually so he watched, watched the coaches are like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. He watched watching so much film? film? He watched film for more than 10 minutes? Yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> They're like, everybody else is playing video games. Zach is watching film. It's like, they go to film session. Everybody's just playing FIFA. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Zach's just like, guys, come on. We should, we should watch film. <laughs> You'll have Zach meeting with John Beck and being like, so what do you see from film? First time they meet, Zach's like, what about film? <laughs> what's, what's this film thing? <laughs> Never heard of it. You mean film. a movie? <laughs> you actually supposed to watch that? <clears throat> Overall, 10 and 2. Let's just look strictly at the regular season. Ten and two with the win over Utah. Are you satisfied? Um, satisfied. I don't know if that's the right word. I am pleased though. Okay. Ten and two is not bad. This was supposed to be, if you look back at it, a rebuilding year. Right, a seven and five year. No returning production. Dead last in the nation in returning production. This was supposed to be a year that we struggled, recruited, and got back into the game. We went 10-2, and two, took a dumb loss to Boise State in a very rainy day, very weird team. Our, our only other loss is to the number, what is it, number six or number seven team in the nation? A Big 12 champs. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I am pleased with the way the season went. I am pleased with 10-2. and two. Not happy about losing to Boise State, but we beat Utah, so that kind of takes away the sting. Yeah, I would say I'm satisfied with the season. I think before the season, this looked like, a really hard schedule, and we had just lost a few crucial players to the draft. But to come through this schedule at 10-2 and two with you know, a lot of solid wins and losing to one team and also one really good team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'll, I think you know, in years forward, I'll look back at this season and view it in a positive note. There's there's some good moments. Mm. See, I look at it kind of like I assume that Princess Leia looks back at the alliance or the uh the alliance. Why am I saying alliance? I'm getting the sequels mixed up in here. <laughs> the uh, Rebel Alliance. The, yeah, like the rebels. not the, wait, what was it in the sequels? The Rebellion. The Rebellion. 
Anyway, so <laughs> Princess Leia, looking back, okay, after Return of the Jedi, she looks back on, like, her fight against the Empire. They won in the end, right? Super happy they took down the Empire. But she's probably like, you know, Hoth sucked. Uh, we lost a bunch of Bothins on that one mission. Blah, yeah, blah, so blah. Yeah, Bothins. Yeah, which, death to Bothins. If you've ever played Battlefront 2, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But I feel the same way. You will not hear a single complaint out of me. Could it have gone better? Absolutely. But am I satisfied? Absolutely. We beat Utah. Yep. I, mean, I can drink soda now. We beat the U- yeah. We beat Utah. That's for that's those of you that forgot. Jared wasn't ever going to drink soda again until BYU beat Utah, I and then they did. Thought I was going to go like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Good for our sanity. Bad for Jared's health. Yep. What? Which will I rather have? The sanity. Yeah. Mental health or physical health? Mm. In this case, that's the question. Well, because if physical health is going to go to like the Stellan Skalsgard, Skalsgard guy in Dune, the Harkonnen leader dude, mm. that's not physical health that I want. No. Mm-mm. Definitely Mm-mm. not. I agree with you. But if it's just like a little pot belly, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never did anyone any harm. Yeah, that's fair. It's I not a beer add... belly, but a soda belly. Exactly. The season is not over. True. It's the most wonderful time of the we year. We have one more game. We got a bowl game. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, in which we'll be playing the University of Alabama, Birmingham. 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 The best thing about this team is their logo. Definitely. As we the Blazers. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, look it up, download it, make it your screen wallpaper. I don't care. <laughs> it's cool. It's a pretty sick dragon, not going to lie. like it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. It's clean. Also, I just realized it's green and orange. Mm. That's why I yeah. like it so much. <laughs> but yeah, great colors there. Yeah. Uh, a couple notes about UAB. They cut the football program in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't back up until 2017, which is kind of crazy to think like, because SMU, you know, they had the death penalty. And obviously this wasn't for the death penalty. Yeah. It was still kind of similar, right? They didn't recruit. They didn't do anything. But they played in 2017, went 8-5. And then the next year, they won the Conference USA Championship and had 10 wins. Ten wins in their second two, year back. Two yeah. years after not playing football for three years. I don't know what they did for those three years. Like they cut the program because it had no support and because they sucked. They were terrible. Then they cut it for three years, come back and say, Yeah, maybe we'll give it one more try. And they're one of the best teams in G five. <laughs> what the heck? I don't dude, it's way beyond me. I think I know what they did. What'd they do? They did some big time tampering. Oh, <laughs> Tampering. I don't know if that's a thing in college football, <laughs> but that's the only explanation. Or they did some NIL deals. Those are NIL. <clears throat> heavy allegations. Allegations are being made. Or they are just a great, well-run program with great administration and players who buy in with a great culture that gives them results. Yeah, yeah the world fair is enough. That kind Either of one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, a little history about the Independence Bowl. It is the 14th highest paying non-New Year's Six Bowl. Okay. 2.2 cool. million, which is notably higher, like hundreds of thousands of dollars higher than other non-New Year's Six Bowls that BYU could have possibly mm-hmm. played in. So yep. well, as, as far as famous the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Exactly. Hopefully it's higher than that. I don't know for sure. It is. It is. Like yeah. Boca Raton. <laughs> higher than Boca Raton. It's, it's like... A, more than a million more than Boca Raton. So yep. it's mm-hmm. 
really good for the athletic department that we're playing here. But as far as the bowl games, uh, as the bowl game is concerned, it's the 11th oldest as well. Yeah, so it's interesting. got some history. Yeah, and it has uh, some of the old MVPs. Gary Kubiak. Not bad. Josh Heupel. Not bad. Eli Manning. Not Whoa. bad. And Danny Dimes. Uh-oh. Daniel Jones himself. Are you kidding me? Daniel that one Jones. is bad. Yeah, that's a... Now, this bowl game has had a lot of star power in it recently. It is the first... BYU is the first ranked team to play in the bowl game since 1997. Ooh. So, hmm. uh, that's kind of weird. But, hey, who knows? Eli Manning came out of this. Danny Dimes came out of it. Gary Kubiak came out of this. <laughs> Maybe Jaron Hall will be an NFL quarterback. He'll, yeah. He's going to win a Super Bowl. You heard it here first. Who will be the <laughs> MVP of this game? That's my question. Mm, Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier. Not a question. Tyler Algier. Will he be on, added to this list of legends after this year? Yes. People will talk about Tyler Algier like they do Eli Manning, except without all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I would want to be talked about the way people talk about <laughs> Eli Manning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that from the record. (laughs) Yeah, okay, maybe not. Let's talk about BYU and who they will have out of the game. Yeah, we're kind of injury prone. This is just who BYU is, I guess. Uh, Isaac Rex is out. Neil Pau is highly unlikely, but I've heard good things that he's been practicing a little bit. James Empey and Harris Lachance. Good chance we'll see him, but probably no. Uh, something that I didn't really know, but Jacob Robinson is going to be out, oh. which kind of sucks because he played really well for us towards the end of the season. Yeah, he played mm. great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Kalani said that everyone who is healthy will play. Nobody is opting out of the game, which... Thank goodness! Shout out to BYU for being like a real football team that wants to play football. Being competent. Gunnar Romney said that people have been breaking out in fights in practice because they're all just itching to get back on the playing field and to hit somebody. I like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that you mentioned earlier, Jared, is the quarterback position practices. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're planning on mentioning this, but apparently Jaron Hall has not really been practicing with the first team since the USC game. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has weeks. not practiced once since the According USC to reports, game. inside sources. Yes, inside sources. Hmm. Greg Bell! <laughs> yeah. But... It's not because he's injured, at least the word. He's, like, dressed up, he's taking, like, mental reps, but he's just not practicing. And the way I take it is Kalani Satake talked a lot about in the when they became bowl eligible. He basically said the best part about becoming bowl eligible is that you get 15 extra practices, and you can use those practices to not only prepare for the bowl game, but also to develop your players, right? Because mm-hmm. you only get like four or five practices a week with BYU to play a game, right? And so that's all Kalani, quote, needs, right? But all those extra practices, he loves development. And so giving Baylor and Conover the reps, that's awesome. Because then they he gets to develop those players while still protecting Jaron Hall and making sure he's ready for the bowl game. Yeah, that's a good point. And with these few weeks of practices without games, it's almost like a mini camp. Yeah, so yeah, probably mm-hmm. not as physical as some of the camps, but they have a a lot of time to practice, you know, without worrying about specific games. A lot of time, a lot of time to implement things or work on specific skills. So, I'm glad to see they're taking advantage of that and developing players. Hopefully, Jaron Hall is still ready for the game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that was that was interesting hearing you bring that up. 
Yeah, uh, Neil Pau and Tyler Algier are probably the players that will need to show out the most uh, in order to improve their draft stock. Mm-hmm. We know Neil Pau is going to play in the Hula Bowl, which is kind of like a senior showcase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's also going to try and put on a show this game. And Tyler Algier, I don't know what else he could do to cement his legacy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just not get hurt. Game. Just not get hurt. That's true. Don't get mm-hmm. hurt. Just play like you have been playing. Be a beast. And apparently serve burgers at a promo burger joint, Backdoor Burger. It's true. Yep. He's partnered with the burger place. Is it next Tuesday? Yes. Next. 21st. Yes. On the 21st, he will be, he will have his own burger at Backdoor Burger. And anybody that orders it will have it served to them by Tyler Algier himself. So he's doing a little something to build his brand, I guess. So shout out to Tyler Algier for being creative with that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a dope way to like use NIL. Yeah, that'll get so many people going. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Especially if BYU like wins their bowl game and Tyler Algier has a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Holy crap! Everybody's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Um, can we talk about what's on that burger, real quick? Let's do it because like, it is it's something. It's very yeah. different. He's got a signature burger. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, I know. It's called the hammer. You got it. The hammer. Oh, yeah, the mm-hmm. hammer. And yep. the hammer is aptly named. Yes, it's in honor of the punch out against Arizona State. Oh, yep. Yeah. Because everybody said he looked like Thor swinging a Thor hammer down on that ball, so that is why it is called the hammer. Yes. So I, I have his tweet that he announced it on. Okay. Um. He also mentioned that a portion of the proceeds will go to the Huntsman Cancer Cancer Research. Thing. That's nice. That's cool. But what is on the burger? You're going to want to sit down for this. <laughs> it's got a fried egg. Okay. Honey barbecue sauce. Interesting. Color. All right. Yeah. Had a barbecued egg before. <laughs> but it also has fried onion strings. Okay. Yeah. What are onion strings? I would call them onion straws. I think they're just like, you know, like the uh, company fried oh, onion things. Oh, those are good. I yeah, like, like, actually like those. Yeah. Bacon. Bacon, yep. always go good. Always good on a burger. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms. Oh, okay. Kind of polarizing for a burger. Yeah, I. It's make or break for a lot of people. Sometimes like them. I feel like it takes it from like a fast food burger to like a gourmet burger at that point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's got a mm-hmm. Different feel. Completely agree. And finally, pepper jack cheese, which I think is the correct choice. I love cheese. That's cheese a good cheese. Burger. I'm okay with any sort of cheese. It's an absolute good cheese. Yeah. I think I'll have to try it. Um, I'm a big burger guy. I would love to have my own signature burger. Ooh. But I'll probably just be buying burgers for the rest of my life. What's um, on your signature burger? My signature burger will have a burger. Oh, a patty. okay. That's oh, good. That's yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to have lettuce. Okay. I nice. Like, yeah. It's got to have crunchy lettuce, not like that smooth, weird. Yeah. Okay. Good, yeah. Spinachy good lettuce. Good crunch when you bite into it. I want mm-hmm. Iceberg lettuce. Ooh, Iceberg lettuce. That's the most crunchy. Yes. That's Pepper Jack cheese, like you said. Um, bacon. I'm kind of hot and cold towards. Ooh. Okay. A that's lot, a, hot a lot of times right, I go sure. without bacon just because sometimes it's just kind of hard to bite through or like. It's not it's done. Kind of yeah, when it's not done properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point. I like the texture without bacon. It's a little smoother. Um, what else? Tomatoes, spicy. Yeah, no tomatoes. Okay, mm, good, good. Jalapenos. I usually get jalapenos at Five Guys. 
Mm, okay. So of course. I would add that, and then ketchup. I might just go fry sauce. Like, I like Ooh, a little I bit like of fry sauce on the burger. Mayonnaise. Why not make it fry sauce? I like it. Yeah, pretty simple. I probably would not throw an egg on there or barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay. I don't love either of those on burgers, but yeah, they're edible. Justin, your signature burger. My signature burger has a nice brioche bun. Ooh, fancy! Yeah, got a mm. good bun. You know, Close really crunchy bun. lettuce. Okay. Crunchy a lettuce. thick, thick burger. It's not going to be a little thin patty. It's going to be a thicky boy. A thick boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is going to have jalapenos on it. Mm. The cheese is going to be nacho cheese. Oh, <laughs> and it's going to be just pouring out the sides of the burger. Mm-hmm. You're gonna serve it in a bowl? Nope. <laughs> You're gonna have to like get your hands it? dirty. You're gonna have to get your face dirty. Ooh. It's going to be incredible. It's gonna have grilled onions on it, and that's gonna be it. Grilled nice. onions, lettuce, jalapenos, nacho cheese, brioche bun. I like that. Yum. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How about you? What's Let's hear your it. Signature burger. All right, my signature burger. We're going with a the. Brioche bun, toasted and buttered. Gotta be oh. toasted. Gotta okay, be, toasted. Gotta be toasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta sure. Be mm-hmm. And just lightly buttered on the bottom. Yum. We're going three patties. Oh, oh three patties. Okay. We're going cheddar cheese, pepper jack cheese, cheddar cheese. Okay. Mm. And then we're going to go with jalapenos. Okay. Yeah. Fries, Cajun fries. Oh. And then fry sauce. Mm. Boom. The fries on the burger. Fries on a burger. Fries on the burger. Are they going to be like, you know, real potato fries, like thick fries, or are they going to be like the little tiny burger chip fries? No, 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 no. Definitely like real fries. Real not, big not old In-N-Out potato fries. fries. Yeah, like imagine you're at Five Guys <laughs> oh, right now. Dan with a slight towards In-N-Out. In-N-Out fries. <laughs> Those things are shoelaces. In-N-Out, yeah or nay? Yeah. Nay on the fries. Nay on the fries. Okay. Yay Animal style. Yes. Okay. And sometimes the shakes. Okay. They're solid. Interesting. But Five Guys has better burgers. Yeah. And fries. I think we can all agree. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, getting back to the football game, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we originally should probably talk about. about some football. Yeah. Got um, distracted by food. Yes. Which very uh, it happens very often. Food is anyway, good. Yep. Trying to stay focused. Um, <laughs> ESPN's Bill Connolly, who... Can we just sit... Nutcase? I mean, oh, he's <laughs> crazy. Um, he's off his rocker. And if you didn't think so, listen to this. So, BYU's favored by seven, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Against UAB. Yeah. Rightfully I so. I think we all have BYU by at least 10 points plus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bill Connolly's ESPN plus stats and info SP plus numbers nerd guy that totally rigs everything. He predicts BYU to win by 0. 0.2 points. 0. 0.2 points. Yeah. The final score is going to be 29.2 to 28.8, according to him. Or 20, 29.1 and 28... 28.9? the f- predicted final score is 29.29, but BYU is winning by 0.2. Now, get this straight. Oh. That means five field goals. Five field goals and two touchdowns for each team. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think there's something wrong with his system there. Mm-hmm. He's predicting a win by 0.2. I don't think that's possible. Never seen it before. I, that would definitely be a score of gummy. That's that would be yeah, yeah, that would be really something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it really would be. So I don't really know what to think about that, except that Bill Connolly's insane. Well, here, let me give you some yeah. relevant stats. Okay. 
In the Kalani Satake era, BYU is 3-1 in bowl games. Not bad. That's actually okay. pretty good. We've gone to a bowl every year except 2017 since 2005. That is a long time. That's, That's pretty good. Solid. Mm-hmm. We're playing in the central time zone, however. Mm. And in the central time zone, we are 2-3. Oh, no. But huh? in games played on December 18th, we are 2-1. All right. So what does mm. that mean? What trends are going to continue? This looks like the old unstoppable force versus immovable object <laughs> situation. <laughs> the central time zone versus central December 18th. December 18th. Who's going to win? Will we win or lose? That will tell us which one of these is a stronger force. Mm-hmm. That would be good for the next time we're playing on December 18th in the central time zone. Yep. yep. I mean, can we can we just all agree? BYU's going to beat UAB. Yeah. Handedly. Yep. They better. Uh, to make it a little more interesting, let's do an adjusted line, BYU minus 10.5. Over, or are you taking BYU or UAB? What are the stakes? Uh, I don't know. What are the stakes? Stakes? Are stakes the stakes? Stakes, stakes are the are stakes? Stakes? stakes are the stakes? Or stakes are burgers? We just talked about burgers. Ooh, let's do burgers. Burgers. Okay. Uh, all right. But, but, wait, so, okay, let's do the picks first, and then we'll... But burgers are at stake here. Burgers right. are at stake. Burgers but are at not stakes. steak. So you said ten and a half? Ten and a half. Adjusted line. I'm gonna go under. Under. Okay. I think You're BA's gonna mess around. UAB to I think cover. I think ten is the right number. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to pick BYU to cover a ten and a half point spread. Okay. I hope. All right, I I think BYU is going to be in this game for longer than they should be. Okay, right mm-hmm. for most of the game, but I think they're going to pull away at the end, win by two touchdowns. So I'm going with the over. Okay, here are the okay. stakes. I win. You guys buy me a burger. You win. I buy you two burgers. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, decent. Sounds good. Yeah, that's, that's all good. right. Let's Sounds do it. Where are we going? Where are we I going? Love burgers. Uh, mmm. Mm. TBD. To be determined. Yeah. To be determined. We'll do we'll a figure vote it out. on the we'll, Instagram. We'll decide. Yep. Speaking of the Instagram, we have a fun little challenge that you guys need to see. As you are fully aware, I took a fat L to Danny earlier in the year because UNC sucks. UNC is awful. Tar Heels, more like tar losers <laughs> because they did worse than Miami. I had to eat 48 cheeses in 30 seconds. Well, we're posting it on the Instagram here pretty soon. <laughs> Make sure you check out that video if you want to see me almost die. Yeah, it was pretty that pretty gnarly. <laughs> it looked like quite an experience. We brought out the blue cheeses and I was like, "Oh, this isn't bad." It oh, was it bad. was bad. It was bad. It was oh, absolutely bad. All right, let's finish up with just a couple uh quick ideas real quick. Let's do BYU basketball real quick. Okay. Playing Weber State tomorrow. Uh, Weber State lost to Utah State by 15. We beat Utah State by 11. Therefore, we should win by 26. Yep. Always yep. happens. Transitive property is Heard true. Here no first, what. BYU wins by 26. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, this game is at 6 on Saturday. It's on ESPN Plus and KJAZZ. KJAZZ. That local channel that everyone forgets about. Sometimes mm-hmm. they probably used to have jazz games. Back in the day. I don't think they still do. AT&T, Rocky Mountain, Sports West. Sportsnet crap nuggets. So figure out a way to watch that. Or just listen to Greg Rebell call the game masterfully Mm -hmm. on the radio. Definitely. Um, 
News about BYU basketball. Richard Harward announced that he's done for the year. Big sad. He's been dealing with his heart condition, and it's not allowing him to play basketball. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I feel bad for him. He was a fun guy to have on the team. Loved him. Hopefully, Hopefully he's, he's still yeah. spicing it up in the locker room. Yep. But, yeah, that was that was hard news to hear. And this is the last game before the Diamond Head Classic, which oh, is going to be a barn burner wow. of a tournament with Village. some not-so-great teams. Yeah, I think the best team is USF. <laughs> Maybe Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's sad. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about We're that excited for later. BYU basketball. We're we always excited to. to watch BYU basketball. We got some fun memes coming your way for when we beat Weber State on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, Complete you know, the state sweep. The state sweep? Except for Utah Valley. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang it, Dan! <laughs> you set yourself Dang up. For that. You set me up too. You had me believe in you. Uh, you had me believe in you, Dan. That just set me back in the grieving process. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's Weeks. move on. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Let's finish up this episode with some spicy. Would you rather's? Ooh, I like it. Moving on into this segment, we got three would you rather questions. Are you ready? Yes. yes, so sir. just to let everybody know, this is something we do on the Thursday episodes. At least we did it last Thursday, we're doing it this Thursday. <laughs> so yep. straight mm-hmm. Thursdays. Yes, so it is a recurring guest, this segment. Yep. Uh, so Justin, famed would-you-rather questions are the most random and ridiculous things you've ever heard of, and he gives us a mild, what is it? A mild, mild medium, and spicy. Yes, and mm-hmm. me and Danny are going to answer. Okay, Mild. Would you rather eat nothing but brat tails for the rest of your life? You know, at BYU, BYU football games, they have the cougar tails that they cut in half and they put bratwurst in between. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. Like oh basically gosh. a cougar tail with bratwurst shoved in it. Interesting. Hmm. Or never be able to storm a field or court at BYU again. Wait, wait, wait. So say the first one. You eat nothing but brat tails for the rest of your life. <laughs> or you're hmm. never able to storm a field or court at BYU again. Oh, the brat tail. I've never tried it. It sounds intriguing. I feel like I might like it once or twice. Or like once or twice a year. Or like once or twice bites. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I would not want to eat that for the rest of my life. So I'm going with not being able to storm the court or field. Okay. I unfortunately am going to join Daniel just because... The brat tail does not sound super enticing to me. Okay, I'll get yeah. you guys a brat tail. Don't worry about it. Okay. I would like to try one. I'll yeah. put it out there. I would Never like to try it. One. Okay. Never tried it. I may amend my answer after. All right. I, we'll I we'll ask right. it again after Jared and Dan have tried their first brat tail. Okay. Medium. Would you rather eat a pound, and I mean a pound, weight-wise, of yellow snow found in the middle of Salt Lake City? <laughs> <laughs> Or would you rather your footwear smell like it has dog poop on it and you can't wash it off for a month? Ooh. So you have to eat a pound of yellow snow from the middle of Salt Lake City or you have to smell dog poop for a month. Shoot. That's a tough one. The dog poop one, I would get constant, like I wouldn't be able to step his foot inside my apartment. Kinley would not let me inside the house. <laughs> I'd be sleeping in my sleep car. Outside. But I also don't want to eat a yellow snow, much less from that city up north. Oof. Yeah, I think the yellow snow 
proves a little bit more of a health hazard, <laughs> which would lead me towards choosing the dog poop shoes. So I would choose that one, but both of them sound miserable. You know what they say? Urine is sterile. Mm, okay. It's an interesting... <laughs> uh, I'm going to do some research okay. on the effects of eating yellow snow. Okay. Uh, from a city. Do your own research. And sure then I will amend my answer, but I'm probably going to go with the dog poop one, just out of fear of the unknown. Okay. But if I look it up and it's like the worst thing I get is diarrhea for a week, then I might just do that. All right. Yeah. Jared's got some conditional answers That's this time. Fair. He's not taking a solid, <laughs> he's not standing on solid ground. because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> <His> answers. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, a spicy question for oh you. Uh oh. Would you rather BYU football beat UAB? And BYU basketball lose to Gonzaga, or would you rather BYU football lose to UAB and BYU beats Gonzaga? Ooh, mm, that's a good one. Hmm. My initial thought when you were first saying I was like, definitely take football team winning and basketball team losing. But when I think about it, BYU is going into the Big Twelve in two years. We need to beat Gonzaga. We need to win the West Coast Conference, right? And mm. so I'm thinking, I don't know. We're not in a New Year's Six Bowl. We could just lose this. I think I'm <laughs> going to go with beat Gonzaga. Oh, okay. Just because, actually, ah, nope, I take it back. Oh, he's taking it back? Not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going beat UAB and lose to Gonzaga just because I value football more than basketball. Although basketball would have more to gain. I think football, the implications could go further. I think that would like hinder us going into next year, preseason, recruiting, stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, when I first heard you say, beat UAB and lose to Gonzaga, I kind of thought to myself, two things. One, oh, that's probably what's going to happen anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that bad. But two, like if BYU basketball lost to Gonzaga, that would not be a huge surprise. Okay. And also, if we beat UAB, that would not be a huge surprise. Right. Like, that's right. Kinda, sure. That would be a normal result. Okay. Which is why I'm going with the other option. Oh. <laughs> because I think if our basketball team beats Gonzaga, it would do them a lot more good, especially with the season they've had. Ah, that would give them true. a lot of momentum going into March Madness, and it would give them a stronger resume, a better seed. It's all assuming they make the tournament, which is still up in the air. <laughs> but I'm hoping they do. And I think a basketball win at Gonzaga is always one of the most exciting things of BYU sports. That's true. Uh, we talk about it a lot you know, after it. So I think I would rather go with that one. Well, Dan's over here rooting for chaos. Yeah. I love it. I like it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> and that concludes this session of Would You Rathers with Justin. Yay! <laughs> Beautiful. And that also concludes our episode. Absolutely Yay. it does. Beautiful. Thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Everyone, please share this episode with your friends. Make sure you leave a rating, preferably five stars. That would be very nice. Mm -hmm. Check out our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal to Royal Pod. Join our Capital One Bull Mania group, Do Royal it. Strong and True. You can find the link in our Instagram bio or you can search us up on the Capital One bull mania page make sure you share this episode with everyone that you can we love you guys thank you for listening thank you <laughs>
like Utah. In fact, I hate them. <laughs>